0: The SHM Financial Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control or any other government agency. This is Milotsky on Money with Stan and Lee Milotsky from the SHM Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Stan and Lee provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Milotsky on Money with your host, Stan and Lee Milotsky. Good
1: morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Milotsky on Money podcast. Um, I am Lee S. a uh, partner with the SHM Financial Group, as well as the Malotsky Tax Advisory Group, a fee-only RIA platform. We have with us Mr. Stanley H. Malotsky as well.
2: And good morning to all.
1: And our co-host,
0: Tony
1: Shure.
2: Good
0: morning, Tony Shure. <laughs> well, good morning, guys. Lee and Stan, thanks for having me on your show. Great to be here with you guys once again. And I'm excited about this one. I've had a great week, got a lot done once again. I've been uh, kind of checking off that to-do list uh, out in the yard and around the house since the weather's been a little better. Pretty warm though, but uh, otherwise I'm great. How about you, Lee? What have you been up to?
1: Oh, <laughs> just
0: you know, raising rugrats and
1: doing our thing here. <laughs>
2: why don't you Why don't you tell them about the uh, pool that you put in because the kids couldn't go to camp. Oh, so wow. Lee, so Lee put in oh, one yeah. of these. Oh yeah. He put in one of these above ground pools. Yeah. And it's very nice except he forgot to uh remind himself that he need to treat the water and with the storms and everything that we've had, uh it's got to be resurfaced and redone and the people have to come and approve it. So tell him Lee, you've had a lot of fun this past week oh, and they no. haven't and, and they haven't been in the water yet the girls. So Oh no. <laughs> But all part of growing up, right, Lee? Part of growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Not them, but Lee. That's ah, right.
0: <laughs> well, Lee's all grown up. Yeah. These things happen, though. But, yeah, you have to treat the water and cover the yeah, pool. Well, and I'm Pools are a lot it. of work, but they can be a lot of fun, too. That was nice yeah. of you to get a pool for the kids.
1: Yeah, it's an above-ground pool. So it's just something to keep them out of trouble and out of harm's way and cool them off um, while they're trying to figure out what to do with the rest of their lives over the summer (laughs) right (laughs) you know we're still in we're still in lockdown here i think we're the only state in the union that's uh still in lockdown mode
0: uh minnesota minnesota is basically in lockdown they have um you know most of my family's in minnesota and they have they're slowly opening things back up you know restaurants have patio outdoor patios open but not inside and Things like that, and really, yeah. uh, they're allowing haircuts now one at a time by appointment only. Uh, the bars are still not open. There's still no,
2: you know, group gatherings. Well, we don't even have that. You know, we don't have the restaurants open. We don't have the barbershops open or the beauty salons. Right, right, But if you have a dog, you can get your dog groomed. I mean, I think that's pretty amazing. You get your <laughs> dog groomed, but you can't go get a haircut or a, go to the beauty bar. It's part of the government that we elected. You know, oh. it's just biz- bizarre. But anyway, moving on to the financial world. Lee, yes. you want to start bringing so let's, us let's in? let's pertain
1: uh, related to the... the the financial world that we live in. Everyone, so here's a quote, um, we'll roll from there. Everyone thinks about changing the world, but no one thinks about changing themselves. In the financial world, we need to have discipline, not get caught up in the V-shaped bounce that we are in the middle of, we think. Don't ignore it, but don't get caught up in it. From the bottom of the markets, um, the S&P 500 is up just in the last few months 39 that's 39 39% from where it was at the bottom in the middle of the crisis that is completely and utterly insane wow uh, it, yeah so if you you time this thing perfectly which nobody did or does ever yeah but if you were fortunate enough to either stay in or purchase at the bottom of when the height of the panic in the middle of the, the virus, in the middle of the country, um, whatever, you are up 39, close to 40%. You know, if you yeah. had $100,000 in something, you're up hundred to 140. If you had 500, you're at 700 in a matter of a couple months.
2: You know, you also have to keep in mind, nobody really knows ever what's going to happen. And a couple of years ago, when Lee and I wrote our book, exit strategies, it just brings everything to the forefront in markets like this. You absolutely must know what your exit strategy is all the time. And as Lee just mentioned, we've had a tremendous bounce from the March lows to where we are here, where we go from here is anybody's guess. But at the same time, you have to look at what you have. You have to take your risk tolerance, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, determine how much risk you can afford to take at this particular point going forward Uh, and remember nobody nobody really knows what's going to happen and you have to prepare for a multitude of different things especially now especially with this economy and let's not forget come November guess what we have everybody we have a presidential election and we're going to have a lot of chaos and confusion pertaining to that we may have a new president. We may not. What does all that mean? All that will mean something to one's investment strategy. So again, we're harping on know your risk tolerance. Take your risk tolerance. And Leo will walk you into how you can do that. And also make sure you have an exit strategy. And if you haven't read our book, please give us a call at one 800 shm and we will explain to you how you can get a copy of our book called Exit Strategies for a Secure Retirement.
0: Wow, okay, and you guys have that book. And so if our listeners have questions about what we're talking about today and they wanna get a copy of that book, I bet they can just call and make a, a no cost, no obligation consultation
2: appointment with you and you'll meet with them, right? That is correct. We will be happy to do that. If they're a listener to this program, uh, absolutely. We will be happy to do that. We can do it either by uh, video or we can do it in person depending on circumstances and a variety of different things.
0: Awesome, that sounds great. Now, when we talk about, we're gonna talk about obviously uh, investment basics today. And uh, let's get into this. Some of it might not be so basic to some of us uh, novices out here, right?
2: Well, everybody's a novice. Everybody's a novice. This is a new world, new things, new things are happening. It's, it's a very exciting time to be involved in the markets because of all the innovations that are taking place. Just look at some of the things that have happened over the last 60 to 90 days because of the uh, you know, the viruses and what's going on. You see some of these things that have popped up, some of these companies that are now being so innovative in what they're doing, some new companies that are around, it's very, very exciting time to be in the markets or thinking about being in the markets, as long as you know, and you'll probably get tired of hearing us say this, your risk tolerance. That's why it's critical to take that risk analysis to know exactly what your risk tolerance is going forward as we close out, hard to believe, we're about to enter the second half of 2020, and some of us may even start to prepare to file our tax returns, even though we still have until July. Some of us will wait till the last day, but <laughs> that that has to be done soon. Right, right, right. Well, you can you can wait to file, but you should have them done.
0: <laughs> right. Well,
2: that that is true. Yeah, that Yeah. I'm working. On, I'm working on mine.
0: Oh, you're still <laughs> right.
2: working on. Yeah. Well. Oh,
0: yeah. Right. Yours might not be. Uh, yours are probably more complicated uh, than mine, but. Uh, but uh, Lee, what do you have for us? So uh, where should we go from here? What basics, uh, if, as far as finances and investments, uh, do you want to talk about? Well, so
1: I want to give you a very basic wealth report, the world that we live in in the U.S., and then I'll talk a little bit about um, ratios and terminology. So from a, from a wealth standpoint, from a bird's eye view, um, the top 1% of individuals who have wealth in this country own crazy 56% of the wealth, uh, in this country. So the top 1% own 56% of all the wealth in this country. The middle 9% own 32% of the wealth and the bottom 10% own 12% of the wealth. So the top one and the top nine make up 10, the top 10% own 88% of the wealth in this country and the bottom 10 own 12% of the in of the wealth in this country. What does that mean in in dollars and cents just to put in perspective? The top 1% of individuals of the 38 approximately trillion dollars of wealth, they own 21 of the 38 trillion. That's the top 1%. Wow. That's a lot, a lot of money. Fascinating. Yeah. And the middle the middle 9% own 12 of that 28 of that 38. So the top one percent, 21, the top nine, 12. So that's 33. And the bottom 10 percent own the remaining uh, five trillion dollars. So what does that mean? It doesn't really mean anything. I think it's just a fascinating statistic.
0: (laughs) Well, what it means means is, is (laughs) is you should uh, I know that one of the main reasons I work with a financial professional and why people should work with you is to get closer. (laughs) <laughs> to yeah, of course. Uh, get your, make your percentage bigger as you go, right?
1: Yeah, and just to put in perspective, that's all. You know, you have to kind of take a deep dive as to where you are personally today. Um, goals, objectives, of course, risk tolerance, and tax bracket. Those are the three basic SHM-isms that we always talk about. <clears throat> and we start with the basics. From, from a basic standpoint, you also need some basic terminology. And the first term term we want to address is something called the PE ratio. So what is a PE ratio? PE ratio is the price to the earnings of that particular company that you're looking at. So is it isn't is it good to have a high PE ratio or a low PE ratio? Uh I, I tend to think it you want to have and and what's really important with a PE ratio is what is the P-E ratio of the stock relative to other stocks, if you're a stock picker person, to other stocks in that same category?
2: But also you have to keep in mind, Lee, we're probably gonna mention this, but what is the direction of the price-earning ratio? In other words, what is the direction of the earnings? You could have a low price-earning ratio with a company that's not earning very much money and is declining and that may be why it has a low price-earning ratio. So you have to look at the trend of the price-earnings ratio. What, are, what is the company doing? What are their earnings? What is the trend in relation to, like you said, what is the comparison of that company in comparison to other companies of that same industry? That's some of the things we look at when we're suggesting various things for various clients. Mm. So, Well, it, some of this it, doesn't it, sound too basic to me to my
0: novices. <laughs> well, we'll stay tuned to the next show. We'll, we'll, you know, make it easier for you. All right. So,
1: it, you know, so PE price earnings, you want to make sure that the price of whatever you're, it's like, give it, I'm sure you're, I am sure you i do not know if your wife does the shopping in your family or you do it or you do Amazon, but, um, in today's day, it's very interesting how we purchase things, but the price of something, you always want to have something that has a lower price relative to other prices of the same goods, right? So if the price of something is $100 or the price of the stock is 100 or the price of the stock is 10, 10 is obviously lower than 100. So that's the price, that's the top, that's the the numerator, is the P. And the earnings, you always wanna have high. So you want high earnings relative to its price. So you want a relatively low, P-E ratio. Does that make more sense?
2: Yeah. You know, Well, most people really don't care about this. Most people want to know that those people that do care about this, such as advisors like us, or where they're putting their money, care about it and have reflected on this and are making accurate judgments based on these various things. It's good for the client to know conceptually and what the trends are, but I don't know if it's necessary to know the nitty gritty unless they're so inclined and have all the time on their hands to dig into this. Most people really don't, and that's our job.
1: What's interesting, also fascinating, I'm gonna go all the way down to the bottom of my topics for today, that the PE ratios today are within the top 10% high, high wise in history. So wow, that's 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 not really great. So prices of stocks are at a, within the top ten percent of their all-time high. Yet the economy is amongst the the lower and the to, lower ten percent of economies of all time. Obviously, the unemployment is extremely extremely high. We have in my lifetime never seen unemployment like to like we have today, um, although this past week or two, there was an announcement that the unemployment was not quite as bad as expected, which is a reason, part of the reason for this surge in the stock market. So there's a total disconnect today, in my opinion, between Wall Street and Main Street. You have to be really careful. There's very, very high unemployment. P.E. ratios are very high. The economy is, is having its, its angsts. So you have to be very careful. The stock market is not necessarily an indicator of the economy, it's just an indicator of, um, and it's an early indicator of expectations. Obviously, very few people today, um, myself included, I don't know about you, uh, will get on an airplane today. I think airplane uh, travel is down 90 some odd percent, close to 90% from where it once was, right? So that's not good. But anticipation over the next three to six months, I think, Airlines perhaps might be a good purchase, why? On anticipation of things starting to open up and, and people start to travel again, um, might not be a bad time to buy into the airline industries. And therefore you've mm-hmm. seen an extensive amount of increase in the value of airline stocks. That's the price of those airline stocks. So the P has gone high, very, very high, very quickly in many of the airline
2: stocks. That's a very, risk-related industry and for most people it's a good thing for most people to stay away from that industry unless they're buying like an ETF or which is an exchange-traded fund that packages the bunch of airline and airline-related situations but again it comes back to taking the risk tolerance report or review that gets you a report on what your risk tolerance is and really should be at this point, you know, going forward. There are so many different, there are things going on now that have never gone on in the history of the market and our country. So therefore, you have to be prepared for a multitude of very exciting things and very treacherous things. Personally, I think this is a very exciting time because there's a lot of things going on, a lot of movements, a lot of changes, a lot of things that, can make an awful lot of money for an awful lot of people if you're in the right things at the right time. That's our job, that's what we try and do. That's what I've been doing since 1958, and Lee has been doing since 19, how long, Lee, now? Well, 58
1: for you, 85 for me. Flip, flip uh, the numbers.
2: Well, <laughs> a Long time, long time. We've seen a lot of things, and we're gonna see a lot more things. To me, it's very refreshing. When you look at some of these young people, what they're doing—I um, was so, telling go ahead. No, I was just telling Lee as an aside. You know, I watched the Shark Tank, as a lot of people do, and they had—I oh, love a that sig- show. Well, they had a segment. It was a repeat of something from a couple of years ago, and they brought on all these young, you know, it was all young entrepreneurs. They were like 15, 16, 17 years old. It was magnificent what they were doing and what they're creating. And, you know, you look around and you see some of the things, you know, I watch these two girls that are nine and what they're doing. It's just amazing how conceptually they're into all this kind of stuff. They're so much ahead of the curve in relation to what, I was when I was nine and 10, and what Lee was when he was nine and 10 years old. It's just, I think it's very exciting, very so exciting time.
1: I think today you can make a case for what we call both bull and bear stances. What does that mean in English? How much time do we have left, by the way, Tony?
0: Uh, we're doing good, yeah, we
1: can doing, keep okay. going. Okay, so um, you know, we can make a case, I think, today. Uh, I'll take one side, Dad can take the other for a moment. Um, you can make a case for both bull positive or bear stances today, and and I guess who who knows who's going to be right. Not that I'm taking a bull stance, but I'm actually slightly bullish on the market. I think the markets over the next six to twelve months will be up. Uh, that is my gut. Ten, 10 to twelve percent from here, in general, um, over the next twelve months or so. So a year from now, next next, if we look at this market my guess is about 10 to 12% from here over the next 12 months. So, however, if we're wrong and depending upon where you are in your retirement process, some people can't afford, if i'm wrong, can't afford for me to be wrong or you can't afford to be wrong if you're very very close to retirement, if we're wrong and the markets are down and we run into a re you know, another sad case of the virus and flu-like symptoms, etc., later in the year and another shutdown, that could really damper one's retirement planning. Why? Early on, there is a major, major risk in people's retirement planning called sequence of returns. Very important. And we try and address it every time we speak with somebody over and over and over. But Early on, pre retirement, three to four years before you retire, and three to four years after, you want to make sure that you're positioned so that if there is a significant downturn in the market um, and you're starting to extract monies from your retirement plan, if you are in the middle of extracting money from your retirement at three to 4% a year, and we run into a typhoon, so to speak, we had a hurricane. Uh, a tornado here touched down not not that long ago. Wow! In the last couple, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the tornado. It, we it, uh, you, it you, just you, came you, came you. upon us really quickly. Anyway, in the market, if you run into a tornado, into a storm, into a COVID issue situation, and it affects everything like this COVID virus has in people's planning, you want to make sure that you're positioned so that if the market doesn't cooperate, you are not. Your, your assets or a good portion of your assets are not affected by a downturn in the market. So, however, if that COVID virus takes place toward the latter part of your life, the effect is less, much, much less. So that, that risk is called sequence of returns. We have a chart, very interesting. If you're interested in the chart, please don't hesitate to reach out, 856-854-2224. Call us, ask for the chart, we'll email you the chart, and we'll talk a little bit about that risk. Um, But it's really important as you approach or are into the early parts of retirement that you're aware of that that risk.
2: Again, it all comes back to, and I keep harping on this, you have to have an exit strategy and you have to know your risk tolerance. And you you come down to each situation and each particular market period and you have to ask yourself a very simple question. If you have a variety of stocks and mutual funds and ETFs and different things in your holdings, you look at what they are today, whenever and today is, you look at it and you say to yourself, if I didn't own these things, these stocks and bonds and ETFs and annuities and whatever it is, if I didn't own them and I had a surplus of cash, would I buy these same things today? And if the Mm. answer is no, then you have to say, what do you hold them for? Because there's a better use of that money if you wouldn't buy what you currently own. Mm. That's our job is to go through this with the clients or potential clients and show them after they've taken the risk tolerance to determine how much risk they can handle at this particular point and especially as Lee just mentioned, the sequence of events and where you are in your life, how much risk can you take at various times? Sometimes you can take more risk, sometimes you can take less risk. Right now, this is a very exciting time. The market has bounced back tremendously. Is it gonna keep going? Nobody knows. If it doesn't, how is this gonna affect you? And if it does, how is it going to affect you and you have to make a judgment call as to which way you wanna go. But if you wouldn't buy what you own, then you have to give serious consideration to maybe lightening up on what you actually do have.
1: You know, as as we close in on um, retirement or if we're in the middle of retirement, depending upon where you are as an individual, really what you need to do is just define your own personal goals and objectives. Now that the markets seem to, <clears throat> excuse me, have appeared to have bottomed, you need to take a deep breath, and reassess what you're really trying to accomplish. So most people in their 70s, 80s, really not looking necessarily to grow that IRA. They're either looking to strategize and create as much income as they can enjoy so that they don't run out of income, or if they're not interested in income at that point in their retirement, they're looking to leave as much to their beneficiaries or heirs as possible. So it's really not later on in life about growing as much as it is about maintaining and creating an income strategy. So some of the strategies that we uh, look to try and improve upon somebody's situation are called income for life strategies. And if it's not an income for life, it's legacy planning. So we talk about income for life strategies or um, maximizing legacy planning, max legacy planning. So again, depending upon where you are, you're either a grower, you know, if you're in your early, if you're in your 40s or 50s, you're still growing, maybe in your 60s, you're still growing. But at some point around the 70 mark, you're no longer interested necessarily in growing. You're really interested in what? Preserving. Preserving. Exactly. So you're preserving and you're preserving either for you so that you have an income that you can't outlive um, or you're, Interested in leaving that to your kids and grandkids and maximizing your legacy, so you want to talk about growth, income, or legacy maximization. Yeah, and we, you know we, we we turn the dial depending upon what you, Tony Shore, are looking to try and accomplish, or whoever is listening to us. Sure. At this point, point. and in I their, think that's you know, great. You know, it's a dial. So you want to dial in today, figure out where you are on the dial. Uh, growth, that's fine. Income, that's fine too. Maximizing legacy, that's fine too. Maybe it's a little bit of all of them. But what we want to do is take a look at what you have, give you a a little second surgical opinion and tell you where you may want to tweak it to accomplish some of those goals.
2: Keeping in mind, what did the stock market crashes of 201, 2008, and the one in March of 2020 have in common? They all had the same thing in common. No one saw them coming. Things were rocking and rolling, the economy was excellent, unemployment was low, morale was strong, and then bingo. Overnight, the markets crashed, leaving a lot of people financially and emotionally devastated. They've bounced back. Where do we go from here? No one really knows. You have to make sure you know one thing. What is your risk tolerance? And also, do you have an exit strategy if things do not work out the way you want? For our report on determining your risk tolerance, just give us a call at 1-800-MONEY-SHM. Same thing, if you would like a copy, how to get our book, Exit Strategies, same thing, 1-800-MONEY-SHM. All right. And you know what, we're, guys,
0: we're out of time. Is there anything else, Lee, you wanted to add before we go?
1: Yeah, I just say in today's day and age, if you're listening out there, you hear our voices, just um, we're here. We've been here since 1958. Personally, I've been here since 1985. Um, we're here. Call 800-MONEY-SHM. Let's talk and uh, see, see if we can be of any guidance to you.
2: Just let me close with this one little point I read somewhere and I jotted it down. I thought it was pretty interesting. You know, the whole point in life is to work to get older. So the idea of not celebrating each and every birthday doesn't make any sense. Celebrate your birthday. Look forward to getting older. Enjoy, enjoy, and keep washing your hands. Just don't look (laughs) in the mirror. And don't look in the mirror. (laughs) Keep the fog out. You guys are great. Tony, with with
1: that, (laughs) it's yours.
0: All right. Well, thanks, guys. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Malatsky on Money with our hosts, Stan and Lee Malatsky. Thank you for listening to Malatsky on Money. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Stan and Lee Malatsky at the SHM Financial Group. Call 856-854-2224 or visit them online at shmfinancial.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Investment advisory services offered through Malotsky Tax Advisory Group, LLC, a New Jersey registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through SHM Financial Group. Malotsky Tax Advisory Group, LLC, and SHM Financial Group are affiliated companies. Stan Malotsky, Lee Malotsky, Malotsky.com. Tax Advisory Group and the SHM Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.